Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I'm Jens Nelson. I'm Lucas Stock. And this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Welcome, one and all. Um, Welcome, extraterrestrial beings from outer space. Um, If you're listening from Mars, Mercury, Venus, some other solar system, we thank you for tuning in. This one's all about you, and we're so excited that you're listening. Um, (laughs) In all seriousness, welcome to the the podcast. Um, As I'm sure you can see from the title of this episode, we are talking about aliens. Ooh... Um, now this, I, I feel like you and I have been wanting to talk about something like this for a while. I think it's come up in different ways over the last three and a half years, but we're finally doing like a formal official episode on this topic of aliens. Um, obviously we're going to get into the, the depths of what we mean, how we're using that word, what our thoughts are. Um, but if you haven't heard, Uh, A little over, I guess, by the time this records, it'll have been like two weeks ago, but uh, three former military officials told Congress a few Wednesdays ago that they believe the government knows much more about UFOs, aliens, etc. than it is telling the public. Um, I don't know how you could have avoided this, whether you're on social media or you're just reading the news. Like This was sort of like all over the headlines, but a House Oversight Subcommittee held a hearing on UFOs, officially known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAPs, and heard mystifying testimony about unexplained object sightings and government possession of, quote, non-human biological matter. Um, What's crazy is that, you know, lawmakers on this committee are baffled by some of the testimony. Um, They repeatedly were noted that UAP sightings are an issue of, I mean, bipartisan concern, political concern, national security questions. Um, I mean, some are going as far as to, you know, accuse even the the federal government of of concealing UFO-related information from the public. Um, obviously, like for decades at this point, for many years in, in both American culture and I think other cultures in general, but like think of movies, TV shows, uh, books, radio programs, like all over uh, the, the history of our country, there's, there's this fascination with extraterrestrial beings, aliens, um, you know, creatures visiting us from outer space, ranging from from literally et you know stands for extraterrestrial et um to elf to um like orson wells to like the twilight zone one of my favorite twilight zone episodes is to serve man it seems like these you know alien beings come to earth to be our servants to to wait on us hand and foot and then like the twist at the end of the episode is what they mean by to serve man is it's a cookbook they want to, to to serve man on a silver platter and it's like oh that's hilarious so like you know we have this interest in in these beings from from outer space and so uh, this is a quote now but the sheer number of reports whistleblowers and stories of unidentified phenomena uh, should raise real questions and warrant investigation and oversight and that's why we're here today so that was from the subcommittee 
Representative Robert Garcia, um, who's the top Democrat on the subcommittee, said in his opening statement that UAPs, whatever they may be, may pose a serious threat both to our military and civilian aircraft, and that must be understood. And there's a whole host of other reasons why alien life uh, could pose a threat or a, a benefit, I suppose, depending on who you are and the way you look at it. Um, and so that's, I mean, obviously, Lucas and I are, are have been doing this for three and a half years now. We are a theological podcast, and so you might be wondering, why are you guys venturing off into weird conversations about aliens and extraterrestrial life? Well, um, I mean when you read something like this in the news, this this isn't just a movie. This isn't just some conspiracy theorist out in Nevada talking about Area 51 or whatever. Like, this is these are like reputable news, what, reputable news outlets. And um, I mean, like being under oath before, before Congress and these subcommittees, like that's a serious deal. Um, and so you can have any number of reactions. You might be somebody who's like, ah, it's all a bunch of phony baloney. I don't believe it. Um, you could be somebody who's like, finally, like the government is like <laughs> telling us the truth about these things. You could land somewhere in between. But if you're taking this seriously, again, people who are sworn under oath talking about aircraft and, and life forms, etc., as Christians, we, in some sense, have to wrestle with that. We have to uh, approach what we're told from people, from people that you know we don't actually know. But it, it, it we ha we have to, we have to try to come to a, a consensus. Like, so do we think that alien life is real? If so, what does that mean? What are aliens? Who are aliens? Are they angels, demons? Uh, are they actual extraterrestrial life? Like. Any number of things could come to mind. And so that's why we're here talking about aliens um, from a theological perspective. Um, you heard it here first. So, uh, Lucas, I'm sure you read these articles. I'm sure you saw the news. Um, I know, again, you and I have talked about these things in the past. What are your thoughts here? What first, I mean, per perhaps you just want to share your thoughts on like the recent hearings. Maybe you want to share your thoughts on aliens in general. What do you think about this, dude? Is it is it strange? Is it legit? I think it's 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 a little like partially because of the cultural background that you mentioned at the beginning. It is definitely strange to see these sorts of things happen in the news as opposed to watching a TV show or a movie or reading a book or something where, where these sorts of things happen, you know, but 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 it's fiction, so you know this—that's where it's supposed to happen. Like it's definitely strange in that sense, um, and I think that it can be—it can be easy to be, like you said, kind of like, well, this is sort of irrelevant to, like, you know, quote unquote theology or quote unquote, you know, like the church or the preaching and teaching of of the gospel by the church. Uh, in the witness uh, in the world of, of it, that kind of thing. And like on one level, I, I, I get, you know, I get it. And in some sense, that's probably true. Like, I don't think like, I would probably be very uh, disappointed and perturbed if like my pastor got up this coming Sunday and <laughs> preached a sermon on extraterrestrial life in light of these hearings and stuff. But, um, there is certainly, like, without a doubt, I, I think it's also important to recognize um, 
even if it's something that's sort of forced upon us externally, um, which this topic of alien life may or may not be, um, but even if something like this happens and it kind of is brought to us, like, not by our own intention, whatever is going on in the world warrants some level of theological reflection. Not in the sense that you need to sit down every time you read a news story and come up with a, you know, a theology of blank, you know, a theology of aliens, a theology of water pollution, a theology of, you know, <laughs> your local city council's new plan to improve traffic downtown or something like obviously that that's not practical that's not really that doesn't really make sense but something like the existence of extraterrestrial life the um the the uap or ufo phenomena that that is certainly nothing new in terms of people reporting seeing ufos and posting recordings of alleged UFO sightings and talking about their experiences encountering quote-unquote alien life and being abducted by the greys and experimented on or treated well and given new knowledge, whatever it might be. Like, this is nothing new. We can, you know, in, in the United States, we can certainly go back to something like Roswell in the 40s and and just, like, we all kind of culturally have this this knowledge of little gray men and flying saucers that crazy people say they see and then sometimes not so crazy people say they see as well but it you know that's fine and and like because we all have that it's easy maybe to say aliens you know like you know, maybe I'm being nuanced and I might say something, you know, like, well, there's a lot that I don't know about the universe. There's a lot that I don't know about this planet, let alone all the other planets. Like, I don't see everything, you know, but surely aliens, that's just a little too over the top. And I think that that for a long time has probably been the standard response by most people in the United States, let alone Christians. But um, it is interesting to be like a little more attentive to it and you know to kind of you know at the risk of sounding like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat or whatever like when you start to when you start to look into these sorts of things and when I say these sorts of things like we can and this is this is stuff you know we've talked about UFOs on the podcast before and we've talked about other things too um that that would fall into these this broader kind of what we might want to call like paranormal or um like like things that a lot of people might chalk up to just crazy conspiracy theories. But if, if you look into things like, and again, this is, you know, uh, you know, roast me if you, if you want to, that's fine. But if you look at the long history of things like UFOs, aliens, things like Sasquatch, those, those sorts of, you know, cryptid creatures um, and, and the history of people who, see these things or encounter these things and believe that they have what they have seen is is, is really what they saw and, and it's not something they're making up or something that they're delusional about um like you can go down all these rabbit holes of of podcasts and 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 you know documentaries and and news reports and all these kinds of things um on any one of these topics and for me 
the this is the these are rabbit trails I've 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 been going down for a while now, and it does seem to me an alien like to bring it back to aliens. It does seem to me like prior to the the this recent hearing, like whatever we want to say about ET and and quote unquote alien life and UFOs or UAPs or whatever, like and this is something I know I've said before, something is going on, right? You don't have like it not even looking at it quote unquote theologically um as if it's possible to like turn that part of your brain off but like just just to sort of look at the data of you know the last 50 60 70 80 years of people reporting ufo sightings and in more recent decades like filming reported ufo sightings and claiming that this blurry video i got on my phone is is a spaceship I saw flying outside my apartment or whatever, right? Like the sheer number of those sightings and encounters. And then you get into like consistency where it's like, you know, a bunch of people, you know, call into an air force base, you know, sightings of, of the same thing all at the same time or whatever, like those kinds of stories. And, and the, just the fact that there's such a preponderance of, air quotes, evidence of these things. To me, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's unreasonable. It's, it's un, it's irrational to say everyone is lying, making a hoax and coordinating it together (laughs) and, or delusional. And that accounts for 100% of the data, um, which is, like that's not to say that there aren't delusional people and people who uh, try to get attention online or, or money by by passing off a fake video as as you know trying to sell it as proof of aliens or whatever. Um, so that's like been my sort of like default position for a few years now. And then you look at this because this hearing that happened is not the first time the U.S. government has in some official capacity discussed extraterrestrial life or unexplained aerial phenomena or whatever. Um, And I remember way back in, uh, and I was trying to, I was trying to like Google things to find old, uh, like older um, uh, news articles to like jog my memory of when this was. But definitely in 2019, and I think as far back as 2017, I remember, like, news articles about, uh, you know, whistleblowers talking about secret government programs or, you know, the fact that military, you know, has possession of of spaceships and alien bodies and all those kinds of things. And so I I was trying to remember some of this in light of the fact that... um, once again, there's a big news story about UFOs connected with an official U.S. federal government channel. And so I was trying to pull these up, and, and, and th- there's like a brief, a very, very narrow brief timeline here that I've, that I've just written out of um, sort of the, like, over the last few years, official s- sort of story, so to speak, of... The U.S. government's like involvement in UFO—I don't know—study or or whatever you want to call it. So, from 2007 to 2012, th- these are things that have been 
as far as I can tell, quote unquote, officially confirmed to the to the best of 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 our knowledge. Now, before I even start, caveat: we're not going to get into um, a lot that could be said about the truthfulness of things that the United States federal government says. The uh, the potential shadiness of United States agencies, uh, you know, things that that aren't even publicly known or that even most of that, that you know, secret black ops type uh, programs like like that's probably inevitably a part of this conversation that's that would come up. Um, but that is definitely a little bit further afield of what we're trying to talk about today. So so. For, for all intents and purposes, um, I'm presenting these dates that I gathered from, like, you know, NBC, New York Times, those kinds of, of publications um, as basically an, so, something of an official timeline, an official story. So, officially, quote-unquote, from 2007 to 2012, the Pentagon ran an advanced the name of it was the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And this was a program run out of the Pentagon to identify, you know, advanced aerospace threats. And so that included what, what you know, UFOs. And in the sense not of flying saucers, but in the sense of literally unidentified flying objects, which if it's unidentified, it could be anything. But the point is you that that there was there was... For at least these five years, there was an official, you know, government-funded program involved in studying UFO phenomena. Um, in 2020, there were there were three videos um, taken by I think all of them were taken by the Navy, um, but certainly all of them by the by U.S. military personnel. Um, there were three videos declassified in 2020. Um, two of which were taken in 2015, one of which was taken in 2004. And this, I think, is like where I really remember this coming into the news was like the quote, like, quote unquote, Tic Tac videos where like, uh, I, I think all three of these, maybe just one of them. But like, if you watch the video, it like the whatever this UFO is that this Navy pilot is, is, um, you know, observing in as they're flying their jet um it, it's kind of shaped on the screen it kind of looks like it's shaped like a tic tac so like if you google like ufo tic tac video like you'll you'll find stuff about about this video that was declassified in 2020 and so keep in mind you know the, those those videos that were declassified and, and made public and like reported on to some degree um those are those are videos that are that are that were taken by the u.s military so there's you you don't have to you know believe everything that the u.s military or the u.s intelligence community says to acknowledge that there's a difference between like declassified government footage taken on you know an f-20 jet or whatever versus me standing in my backyard um holding my phone up to the sky and 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 then you have no idea anything else about that footage. I'm not saying it hasn't been altered. I'm not saying it's not fake. I'm, all I'm saying is, you know, there's there's a difference there just in terms of the source, um, not necessarily in terms of intrinsic trustworthiness, but just in terms of this sort of at least a, a sense of this, like, official stamp, right? This is a video from the Navy 
being declassified by the government, right? Also in 2020, um, there was the establishment of a UAP task force. So this is different than that Pentagon program. Official, uh, run by the Navy. Um, and that task force um, in 2021... Um, released like a an unclassified, not declassified, but released a publicly released a preliminary report um, that it it sort of like its its you know stamp of approval is it comes from the the office of the director of national intelligence. And if you Google um, you know unclassified preliminary UAP report director of national intelligence, um, you, you you'll find this on like the DOJ website. It's like a nine page PDF. I, I skimmed through it. Um, it's very, it's, it's very sort of bland, like, like it's sort of, you know, again, tinfoil hat mode. Like it, it is like a little bit what you'd expect where they're just like, it could be a variety of things. It could be, you know, this and that, but, but it does acknowledge like there's, you you know, it's again, this, there's an official, (laughs) it sounds funny to say, but it also like kind of doesn't sound funny to say at this point, you know, you know, a couple years down the line, like the U S government is involved in identifying these unidentified aerial phenomena. And ostensibly, um, the primary motivation is national security in the sense of, oh, China's got some kind of advanced drone that we don't know about and it's, a, and it's flying in our airspace, for example. That's, 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 that's a, uh, uh, something that I believe in that report. Like They actually did <laughs> learn from this program that China had an advanced drone they didn't realize they had that was capable of like flying and going into the water and coming out or something like that. I don't know if that's true, or whatever. But point being, um, this has been going on for for years now in terms of these these little bits of of news coming out that are connected with U.S. federal government and UFOs, and so then. In, in July of 2023, David Grush, along with the two, uh, I believe they were both from the Navy um, pilots, uh, claims that the U.S. has been in possession of non-human technology, biological material for decades. They're, you know, we're, you know all, the, all the things that if you're familiar with UFO people, like ufology and that kind of stuff, like reverse engineering technology, um, trying to... to you know, gain technological advances by using these these extraterrestrial technology, all that kind of stuff. And he claims that these these projects were funded through misappropriating public funds and actually like hidden from Congress. So like there's 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 the political aspect of this too, where like this is this isn't like the government, quote unquote is doing something separated from the people, quote unquote. But you've got like all the shadiness that goes into, you know, again, <laughs> tinfoil hat mode, you know, like like different agencies hiding things from other agencies, stuff being done behind the scenes that Congress isn't aware of. And I mean, you know, just on that note, like that's that's not saying that that kind of thing exists or, or could exist or plausibly exists isn't like tinfoil hat mode because like the Manhattan Project, you know, another sort of somewhat culturally relevant reference, like the the program that Oppenheimer was running that was that was created to produce a nu- the nuclear bomb or whatever, 
Um, like that, that was a huge secret undertaking. Like that, that was something that, that it, it's not like everyone in the government was aware of this, you know? Um, I heard recently, I don't, I, I don't have the source so that in front of me, so this might, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I heard recently that like Harry Truman didn't even know about the existence of the bomb at all until he was like sworn in as president after FDR's death. So like, if that's true, like that shows you just, you know, like this, this is something that's like, that's, that's known, you know, secret government projects, you know, COINTELPRO and, and MK Ultra, like these things are real. What not saying all the conspiracy theories associated with those kinds of things are, but the, the fact that there's a, there could be projects going on that are secretly being funded and that members of Congress and, and members of, of the U S government aren't aware of, is that's not something to to scoff at in and of itself. So with all of that going on, which I think is is kind of the, the stuff you wanted to talk about, I hope. I know I went a little bit further back than just like David Grush and, and this recent testimony. But like with all of that going on, like it's important to be aware of that because there are in, in our digital age, like it's, it's hard to, to gather information in a coherent way let alone trustworthy information that you can kind of get a bigger picture um but i think like it's safe to say like the bigger picture is um the government has been for at least the last you know decade or two uh taken these things very very seriously um because of possible national security threats which it's easy to see how they would come to that conclusion, whether it's like foreign technology that we are unaware of that poses a threat from other countries on earth, or, you know, if it is aliens, if, if they turn out to not like us very much, that would obviously be dangerous to, to this current state of national security. But the question is like, what, what to make of it? Because there, there are so many questions. And if you go down these rabbit holes, you find people saying all kinds of things for years and years and years and years, not just in the last couple of weeks. And I think it's 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 reasonable to expect that for particularly, you know, in the United States, which is our context in the context of, of you know, when we say the government, when we say, you know, national security, we're talking about this context of the United States where this testimony was held. But um, certainly I think there's a there's a certain type of Christian that might find it quite disturbing on like a personal level with respect to faith to learn that extraterrestrials, UFOs exist, quote unquote, whatever that means. Um, because I do think it's safe to say that there's a certain, there's a certain paradigm where these sort, like a, a sort of modern scientific paradigm that a lot of Christians have where, you know, believing in aliens is something different than believing in angels, for example, in the sense that, oh, well, angels I can get behind. They're in the Bible. I can understand how the, how a spiritual realm could exist that is beyond the way what I see and explain. But that's different than like if a spaceship crashes and we can go and touch that spaceship and there's a little green man inside but he's not a human, but he's like physically real. Like I, I can understand how that would be rattling, you know, to, to a worldview that is, that is 
Christian, but operating on a lot of contemporary and modern, like, scientific presuppositions. Um, and so I, I think that that's where, like, the theological value comes in thinking through, okay, so some portion of these things are just hoaxes, some portion are just lies or delusions, some portions are secret government projects from from our own government and military or other governments where there's just technology that is that we don't know what it is yet um but but it it, it ultimately its source is just human production and in, in technology and in, in whatever from wherever um but then in my mind that realistically it it seem the way i'll say it is it seems reasonable to to sort of think that that still leaves some portion of these phenomena that are not explainable from those categories. They're not explainable as human technology or made up, right? And where does that leave us, I think, is ultimately the question that these sorts of news stories raises. Um, not that it's, you know, and to be clear, like, before we go any further, like, this shouldn't shake your faith in... Jesus Christ, the king of the universe, this shouldn't bother you in the sense of um, making you question your view of the world or your view of the gospel or your view of, you know, God's sovereignty over the universe and and him as the creator of everything. Um, But it could be a very bizarre, surreal, strange sort of, like, shift in perspective of just like what exists in the universe that we don't know about um and so so that's where i think the value comes in to to discuss on on a in a, in a context like this one and so that's those are sort of like the background thoughts i have um and i'm curious like i'm curious if you if if that's sort of the the trajectory that you have in your mind as well in terms of like, oh, well, why talk about this? Like, why why bring this up at all? Um, and and before we go on, I'm just curious, like, like do you, is there something else that you want to add or do you want to change or do you agree? No. Like, that's sort of the point is like taking a step back, thinking about it rationally, like there's this unexplained portion, you know, X-Files, like the truth is out there kind of thing. Sure. Like there's some portion of something out there that's just not easily explainable by these sort of like simple explanations of just uh, delusions or, or secret technology or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, the, the thing is, is there's so much complexity here. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of depth. I'm, I'm thinking about even like podcasts that I've listened to recently that talk about, you know, like, mothman and aliens and angels and demons and men in black and just like all these crazy things that like to most people it seems pretty surreal it's it pre- it seems pretty fantastical um but to your point earlier about like living sort of like in a scientific age uh, like if it's not real meaning like i can see hear touch smell taste it then it must not be real like that's sort of like the world we live in even as it pertains to god like a lot of people are like i've never seen god how could god be real those sorts of thoughts so it's this a lot of that plays into this is like a um i I lately personally have been living in a world um or at least trying to live in a world with a lot more wonder 
with a lot more awe for things, whether like quite literally real things, like being more in awe of like even the human brain. I mean, granted, I've never seen my brain or anything, but like, I think it's something like what, 10% of your brain or whatever that you use. Can you even be sure you have a brain if you've never seen it? Exactly. Right. Can you be sure? But like, no, like you use about like, I think it's 10% of your brain roughly, whatever the percentage is, you do not use 100% of your brain's capacity. Um, If you did, you would be responsible for like ensuring that your heart continues to beat and that your blood continues to flow and that your liver, pancreas, kidneys, that like all your organs do what they're supposed to do. But it's like, these things are happening within you constantly and you are not consciously aware of it. Like that is a wonderful thought to ponder. Um, and so, like, naturally, as the government starts to, like, unclassify and declassify and talk about these strange, unusual happenings and sightings, like, that is also related. Um, and just to, like, be concrete about this, like, I, I, so speaking of David Grush, if that's how you say his name, it looks like how you'd say that. This is basically what he testified. Um The government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. So David Grush is a former U.S. intelligence official, and he told this panel that he is absolutely certain that the federal government is in possession of UAPs, um, citing interviews he said he conducted with over 40 witnesses over a four-year period. Uh, He went on to say that, quote, non-human biologics were found at crash sites. So Grush underscored that he has not personally spotted a UAP. He told the panel that he knows of multiple colleagues who were injured by UAPs. He also said that he has interviewed individuals who have recovered, quote, non-human biologics from these crashed UAP sites. Um, Grush said that he prefers prefers to use the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial, which I think is helpful because those words have sort of like in the human... Uh, modern context have sort of gone on to mean other things but he's trying to say that these are not humans these are not people that we have discovered at these crash sites so that's i mean that's strange and then this relates to something lucas said a little bit ago ufos spotted accelerating at not only supersonic speeds but in ways in which we just can't explain or understand like our aircraft traveling so for example david fravor a former navy commander said that he and three fellow military pilots spotted a white tic-tac-shaped object in 2004, this is what Lucas was talking about, hovering below their jets and just above the Pacific Ocean. As he descended to inspect the sighting, he claimed that the unidentified aircraft, which he said bore no rotors, no wings, no exhaust. So think of like tip i'm I'm like getting goosebumps this is weird (laughs) it's bizarre um but like he said he said this bore no similarities to any sort of craft that we have knowledge or understanding of and that it began to ascend and approach his fighter jet he claimed that the uap then just simply vanished only to reappear a few seconds later but this time it was spotted 60 miles away seconds later 60 miles away Fravor told the committee that the technology he and his team encountered defies logical explanation. Quote, the technology that we faced is far superior to anything that we had, have, or will have in the future. Fravor claimed there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Again, these, these, are, these are testimonies under oath. And sure, people lie under oath every day, I'm sure. Um, that's hopefully not the point of like good 
you know, hearings and committees and things. Like, you want to be honest and, you know, you swear that you'll tell the, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But, like, obviously people have nefarious and ulterior motives and such. But if we're going to take this at face value, those three things that I read about UAPs and non-human biologics and these crazy sightings of crafts that, like, defy, literally defies logic. Defies logic. That, that, to me, is just what is part of, like, the baffling thing about all of this. Like, because if it's real, and again, I'm just taking these people at their word, which is all I can do. I've never seen them. I've seen the videos, of course, but, like, that it, it naturally, again, as a, as a Christian, as somebody who believes in a wonderful, um, vast, um, unexplainable, a, a, a cosmos, even, that defies logic. Because I, to, to me, as somebody who lives in this plane of existence, on this planet, in a certain place, I cannot comprehend or understand the infinite universe that exists with billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies. Those galaxies contain planets and moons and suns and stars and any number of things that maybe we can't even classify because we don't know they exist. We don't yet have a word for them. I, that's not outside the realm of possibility within the cosmos that that God created. Um, and so, like, as I've been thinking about this, it's like, how should we think about it? How should we approach it? How can we explain it? Can we even explain it? Um, perhaps we want to say that this is, you know, angelic or demonic. Or do we want to believe that there actually is life out in the vast cosmos? I'm The, the very simple answer is, I think, yes. Obviously, I can elaborate on this. If by life we mean like plant forms, um, algae, um, you know, cellular, like whatever, like in the vast cosmos, I believe that there is probably quote unquote life. I mean, even on our planet, we have plants and bugs and other things that are quote unquote living. That's not to say that there are other humans or other non-human biologics necessarily that might resemble humans or aliens as we've conceived of them in our media um, but i do think life exists um and so I, I can't believe i didn't think of this sooner but as we were recording i had the 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 memory pop into my mind so i went and grabbed the book um this is a huge call out that we used to make all the time um, but we haven't in a long time but i i got robert letham's systematic theology Lucas and I used to talk about this all the time. It's a very good systematic theology published by Crossway. Um, on page 288, in the, um, in, the works, in the works of God section, under the creation subsection, our man Robert Letham in book, we'll just call it 9.5, has a section, two-page section, and it's, titled extraterrestrial intelligent life question mark so he's dealing with topics of creation the very next 9.6 is the goodness of god in creation and uh right before extra intelligent life we're talking about creation evolution uh the bible science the origins of the universe and so again even somebody who's just a pretty casual like reformed i'm pretty sure he's presbyterian but like reformed dude in his cis theo has a section about ETs, extraterrestrial life. And so, like, I figured, like, why not bring some of this up here? Um, you know, he says, like, some argue that there is no uh, extraterrestrial intelligence, ETIs for short, anywhere in the universe. Um, 
you know, he, he, he thinks of this, or he says that some people think of this in the way that like, well, you know, humans exist, God created the world, we have the Bible, it doesn't talk about aliens. Um, but on the other hand, a counter argument suggests that ETI do exist, since that it is conceivable that in such a vast universe, um, there would be other such life forms. And he says, with billions upon billions of galaxies, it is hardly unlikely that there is not a planet somewhere with conditions similar to our own that can support life forms, some of which may have capabilities similar similar to or in advance of ours. This would be no threat to the faith. So speaking of the Christian faith, this would be no threat since all it would entail is that such ETI would be incidental to God's purposes for the human race. Okay. He goes on to say, what, uh, what we may ask if such forms were moral. Would they worship God? Would or could they have sinned? If so, would God have redeemed them? Thus, would there be other incarnations? Like, did God become an ET on some other planet, so to speak, is what he means by other incarnations? Um, the Bible does... This is, this is kind of strange. He goes on to say, the Bible does address these questions obliquely. Uh, there definitely is ETI in the vast cosmos. The answers are yes, there are moral beings. Yes, they worship God. No, those that fell await God's judgment. No, there are no other incarnations. Clearly, we know that there are angels. These moral beings, about which we know little, either worship and serve God or have sinned and are left to judgment. The unfallen angels serve their heirs, uh, uh, serve the heirs of eternal life, Hebrews 1.14. They exist not necessarily on other planets, but in other realms. The angel Gabriel came, quote, from God to a city of Galilee named uh, Nazareth in order to visit Amy, or Amy, sorry, in order to visit Mary and to speak to her in her own language, Luke 1.26. These creatures are very powerful. They are fast moving. And when they appear to humans, great terror results some fell into sin and are kept under lock and key awaiting judgment um, of whom the chief is satan however there is only one incarnation and when the and uh when the son came for salvation he did not take angelic he did not take on angelic nature into union but became human then again in the visions in revelation john saw quote living creatures representative of the creation gathered around the throne of god in worship of the lamb there are dis- uh, these are distinct from the 24 elders of the angels. This is a vision, but we must suppose it represents a reality. The lamb receives homage and praise from throughout the created order, now taken up into the new heavens and the new earth. While we are not given a detailed answer to our question and must leave it in the hands of the all-wise God, it seems that eternity will be filled with praise and obedient faithfulness from throughout the animate and intelligent cosmos. Whoa, that's insane. Um, perhaps, perhaps, uh, so that was all Robert Lethem. Um, I didn't read his entire section. I, I skipped, skipped around chunks, but like in a Theo, this is what he's talking about. Um, again, I've been trying, I, I, I said, I've been trying to live in like a, a world of wonder. Um, I'm even trying to like read the old Testament slightly differently. Like I'm thinking about these gods, right? These, these, uh, you know, if you want to think of like Baal and Moloch and like, well, whoever else, like all these, all these old Testament gods, um, you can, on the one hand, think that these people were just dumb and that they were just worshiping stone and wood and carvings and idols or whatever. Or you could probably be like a little bit more, um, 
wonderful in your thinking and imagine that like perhaps they are actually worshiping gods. I mean, lowercase g gods. But like, why else would Yahweh be so concerned about wood and metal? He says, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, or, or passages that speak about like God being the only true God, the creator of the cosmos. Like he's trying to talk and warn his people about like, yes, those are very real beings and entities. They are not as powerful as me. They did not create everything like I created everything. They are here to deceive the people. So in that sense, they're probably fallen angels. They're probably demonic. Um, so like th that, that's interesting. So in a sense, like, I don't, I don't know that that, sort of thing continues anymore i sometimes wonder like what christ's um you know christ's coming his work his death his burial his ascension like what those things mean for demonic forces sort of having power on the earth you know there's we, we read stuff about how um you know if, if we're talking about like end times related issues like how satan is kept from deceiving the nations like so for a while is he no longer does he no longer have the ability he had pre pre-christ and so we're waiting for him to come again. Again, we, we can get into all this at a at another time, but I've been trying to like think about this and read this in a more wonderful way, in a way that is not so like strictly and purely scientific, or like perhaps the ways that people have reasoned these things more recently. Um, so it's not so hard to imagine that perhaps though, I don't know, like what was a sun god or the god of Mercury or the god of Venus? Like, were there actual beings who were able to leave this plane? and go to other planets and sort of like claim them as their own home planet. And again, not meaning that these are like little green gremlins or aliens, like the Martian from outer space. Um, but what if these are just like angelic and or demonic? I mean, what, what do you think? Like, that's sort of how I've like tried to right. understand some of this. Yeah. And I think that's, that's super helpful. Like, um, to, like there there's a way to be like oh um these things that are unexplained like in this case you know ufos or whatever uaps whatever um those are those are demons or those are angels or those are demons slash angels and there's a way to do that that i think could be kind of dismissive in the sense of like those are demons i.e i don't have to really think about that i don't have to really um like sort of deal with the implications of it in the sense of I have a preconceived notion of what a demon is, what a demon does, what a demon means or angel, whatever. And therefore, you know, if someone I know or a news story talks about some kind of UFO encounter, I can just say, you know, I can, I can plug in my, my, whatever my notion of a demon is. And I can say, Oh, you know, be careful. Those are bad. You know, pray for, you know that you won't be deceived whatever but there's also i think a way in which like a way to do a way to engage with these phenomena in a way that's not dismissive that doesn't mean getting rid of the idea that ultimately like if we're going to trace these phenomena back to their ultimate source hypothesize that these are angelic and or demonic phenomena and what I mean by that is, like, A, like, these are actually angels or demons that people see, right? There, There's there's that possibility. And kind of like I was saying before, where there's, like, you, you have all these reports of UFOs and you've got, like, yes, some people are just insane. Some people are lying. And 
there's probably some secret government project that has a super advanced plane spaceship thing we don't know about. And then there's other. And what's the other? I think I think within that other, we can think, sure, you know, I'm sure like Bale or, um, you know, Krishna or or these these um, these uh, divine, not in like the good sense, but in the sense of like their power, these demonic beings, these fallen angels, these spiritual forces that Paul says we are, they're the ones we're fighting with, not flesh and blood, right? Powers and authorities and dominions and principalities, um, like appear to people. You, you know, you know, Gabriel coming to, to, um, to Mary, uh, and Joseph, <laughs> um, I think it was Gabriel, uh, Michael, or, or maybe it was Gabriel coming to Daniel saying he was fighting with the, the Prince of Persia, right? That the spiritual demonic force overseeing the empire of Persia, like, um, Jude talks about, again, is it Gabriel or Michael? I'm not sure. F- arguing with or, or contending with Satan over Moses's body, right? Like, like there's, there's, there's clearly some kind of, whether it's, you know, this could be another topic too. Like, I, I don't think angels are material beings, but they, both fallen and good angels, obviously interact with the material world or are capable of interacting with the material world because we see it all happening constantly in, in the Bible. Daniel, Mary, um, uh, Genesis 6 um, with the Nephilim and, and the sons of God mating with the daughters of men, right? Like, so so there's that. Um, but then there's also the possibility of, of them being responsible for these phenomena, but it's not like when you take a picture of, uh, you know, like the Tic Tac video is a video of a demon, or an angel, right? Like maybe um, they're like at the end of the day, this is this is some kind of activity that that is that is ultimately traceable back to demons or angels or both, um, but isn't as simple as just saying that thing is an angelic being, um, and then and and that potentially opens the door for for. There, there's a little bit of a of a of something to keep in mind here is the claims being made, you know, involve physical objects, material objects. Where in 1947 there's a crash in Arizona and outside of Roswell, and they go and they can pick up pieces of the wreckage, right? Like that's that's a little different than just a spiritual being um, choosing to appear to Mary in order to communicate with her and then returning to the spiritual realm or whatever. Um, So that kind of leaves that door open, I think a little bit too, but then also um, I think, and this is something I think when we talked about UFOs before, I think we talked about this. um, Like we know, for example, just from scripture, we know like that angel isn't a monolithic category, right? You have, just named in scripture, cherubim, seraphim, the living creatures, which I don't know if those are 
traditionally interpreted as like one of those categories or or a separate category. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, but you have you know in in not like so in scripture like at the very least like we can point to passages that name cherubim and seraphim, um, and then and then in later tradition you have you have more kind of expanded hierarchies of these different types of angels or whatever. And the same is true of demons. Like, so the question that, that for me, that I think it's talking about wonder, just kind of, it doesn't really provide any answers. It just kind of blows the horizon wide open is like, quote, like normally I, I would say angel or demon. And then I would have this sort of binary option where they're, they're spiritual beings. One is good and one is bad. And they're essentially the same, you know, just opposite. But like, okay, so there, there are like the fallen angels, the demons, and 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 the the um, faithful angels who serve the Lord, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like you mentioned, there's intelligent life on Earth, human beings, and then there are all kinds of other life forms on Earth that are made of the same stuff of as us, like carbon and nitrogen and whatever. Um, and we can interact with them, and they're, and they're they're you know like like a, like our pet cats or whatever. Like they they have like their own existence, um, but they're clearly different than than us as rational animals, right? What if the spirit, the quote unquote spiritual realm, which you know I have some issues with talking about it as like a totally separated thing from our realm as well, but but like like imagine it's similar, right? Imagine if what like. Is it possible, and, I, and, and I'm posing it as a question because I don't know the answer. I don't know that there is a, an answer. But I certainly can't think of anything in Scripture that would preclude this out of hand from being at least a possibility. But, like, spirit, spiritual entities that are not, you know, an angel like Michael or Gabriel or a demon like Legion that Jesus casts out of the Gerasene demoniac, right? Like, like some other kind of being that we would, if we're going to put it in a classification, we would have to put it in like spiritual, you know, angelic, something like that, but is maybe less like not, not rational, like, like a non-rational spiritual being the way we have non-rational physical things like cats and dogs or whatever. Um, Again, I don't know. And even if the answer is yes, I don't even know what that would mean. Like, I have a hard time imagining how to, like, explain what I'm picturing in my head. But it's like, I can't think of a reason why that can't be true. And so it's like, you bring that into the conversation, and you're left with more questions. But I think it it's certainly a way to, quote-unquote, deal with something like there are these unexplainable phenomena that we have no way no material way of explaining um it could be x or it could be y and if you don't have the x or y right if you just think oh well angels and demons are out there or there's only angels and demons so if you see this it's either they're sent from god to tell you something or it's sent from satan to deceive you right like if 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 you're a little more narrow a little more rigid in in what you mean by spiritual being or how you think those things interact with the world it could be harder to deal with the fact that 
these three, you know, military and intelligence veterans under oath before Congress are saying these things are going on and these things have happened and I've seen this and I've talked to someone who interacted with that or whatever. And I think it's just like, what could it be is maybe the, the question, not so much answering what it is. Um, because the, I don't think this is going away, right? Like, like I don't think we're living in a world where anymore, I don't think we're ever going to live in a world again where UFO people are the tinfoil hat people and they're a little out there. It's fun to talk about. Um, but ultimately, we know, you know, us serious people understand that that's a little bit silly. It seems, it doesn't seem like that's really an option anymore, at least from the perspective of like, you know, culturally and socially, like what the narrative is, because our government in the America, in the United States is, is doing stuff with it. <laughs> so that not that we need to follow the U S government in terms of making our decisions about what we believe or don't believe, but just in terms of like, this is a thing right like this is this is like you know we used to live in a world where nobody knew what a germ was or you know like a bacteria um but we don't live in that world anymore and we can never go back to that world where we don't know about the existence of these little single-celled organisms that live on our skin or whatever right um like it's maybe we're talking about something similar right like a totally potentially paradigm shifting thing that ultimately isn't the end of the world or, or the end of our faith or whatever. And that's the real nugget where it's like, we have the tools to deal with this. And more importantly, we have the God who created this. And um, maybe we don't have the tools right now, but we have him who can give us the tools. Yeah. Which might sound a little sappy, but I think that that's an important reminder for people who are like, this is just too weird. I can't handle this. Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's weird, and, and it's not like this needs to become, like, <laughs> the most important thing <laughs> that you talk about or whatever. But, like, it's also, like, okay. Well, it's not a big it's, deal. It's, it's weird, but you also, like, worship a god that became a human, and you read a Bible that talks about witches and um, that talks about men ascending from this plane into the, like, I'm thinking of, like, Elijah um, or Melchizedek or, like... Any, I mean, a man was killed and was resurrected from the dead and changed the entire course of human history. So, like, you already are a little bit kooky to other people in the world. Um, you eat the blood, or you, you eat and drink the blood and body of your savior. Like, are you a cannibal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, throughout human history, like, this is just, like, the world is weird. It is it's not just natural. It's not just what you can see and perceive. There's all sorts of stuff happening, whether you realize it or not, both supernatural and just like, I don't know, paranatural. Like there are, there are, I mean, like, like Lucas said, like germs and cells and like thinking of things of like quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And just as like, as technology, as, as um, science and as these things change and evolve and we learn more about our world, we still don't understand it fully. We understand it perhaps better than we did a thousand years ago, but it's like we've had to adapt as time goes on. And like Lucas said, I think that's what we're perhaps in our next adaptation. And you know, I think like the 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 final thing I'll say 
the i think there's there's reason to like not be into this i mean i I think for some it's probably a little scary like they might say it's weird and like dumb but like at the core they mean like it's scary like because it's unknown and like who knows what could happen um on the other hand like i think too many people are just far too locked into rationality not everything can be explained um even as we talk about this, Lucas and I are not doing so to give you fin- finality in explaining what this is. More so, we're just trying to like seek to understand. Seek. To, I mean, we're we're simply exploring. We're trying to explore the vastness of of God and the cosmos. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, if we're gonna say that aliens, meaning like other beings from other planets or other universes, are real, which I think to some degree might be true whether they visited earth or not i do think like in the vastness of the cosmos like why wouldn't god create life forms on other planets um that you know i don't know it's a whole other conversation but like what if you know i'm my wife and i are currently in the middle of watching the the marvel the mcu movies and and tv shows um thus like naturally conversations of aliens come up because like Thanos is an alien, right? He's from the planet Titan and he comes and snaps and wipes out half of humanity or half of existence in the in the universe. So it's like that's another reason perhaps people are afraid. It's like, well, what if there are other beings with this kind of power? Well, you know, maybe there are. I don't know, but at the end of the day, like Lucas said, if we're going to trust that like God is in control, um, that God is the creator of the the vast cosmos. That like he's we we don't know the beginning from the end. That's I don't know somewhere in Ecclesiastes or something like who can exhaust the infinite. Like we don't know um, how it was in the beginning and we don't know how it's going to end. We don't even understand what's going on here today. Um, but that that shouldn't be an issue or a problem. And so like rest in the fact that like the infinite creator, the God who created all, became a man to redeem his people. And in the end, we will be with him. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but it's going to happen. So whether aliens are going to come here or not, or if they have or are, or if there's some sort of secret invasion and they're already here living among us, like in Marvel, who's to say? I don't know. So that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the you watch this you watch this David Grush testimony, you say, what the heck? Like... There's always more to be said, but at the end of the day, the response, which is ultimately the response to everything, is repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Believe in Christ. Worship him. And trust and trust in him. And that really is the answer to everything in the in the big the big picture, right? And and that's certainly true here too. So thanks for tuning in and listening to this um you know, it was going to be a short episode of the Toxology Podcast, but obviously we have a lot to talk about, or a lot to say, I mean, when we're talking about this. So um, I assume a lot of people listening do too. We'd love to hear from you. Um, social medias, primarily Twitter, primarily threads, primarily Instagram, some combination of those. At Doxology Podcast, Gmail at Doxology, or email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear feedback on this episode in particular, but of course, anything else you'd like to share with us, ideas, questions, thoughts, um, we really love hearing from you guys. So thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, we'll see you.